Literacy Volunteers has been working in the North Country for decades. When I did a story about them 20 years ago, it was about older North Country locals who were learning to read for the first time. That remains a focus for the organization, but increasingly, it's serving immigrants who are becoming literate in a second language, English. That's today's story of the day. Support for Story of the Day comes from Claxton Hepburn Medical Center, dedicated to providing patient care and regional services to the people of St. Lawrence County. ClaxtonHepburn.org. Hey, I'm David Summerstein. It's Thursday, December 7th. First up, Olympic silver medalist Chris Mazder has announced he's retiring from luge after he competes in one more luge World Cup on his hometown track in Lake Placid this weekend. Mazder told WAMC he's retiring because he wants to be able to spend more time with his family. The straw that broke the camel's back was seeing my son just disappointed with me on FaceTime that I wasn't home. And especially with baby number two coming along the way, the focus is going to be on family. Master is 35. He grew up in Peru and Saranac Lake, and he first fell in love with Luge in Lake Placid. In Pyeongchang, South Korea in 2018, Master became the first American to win an Olympic medal in singles Luge. In his career, he's also won 24 World Cup medals. He's one of the only losers in the world to medal in both singles and doubles World Cup competition. Master says he looks forward to closing out his career in the place where he got started. What better way to do it than going out on your home race? This is where I grew up. This is where I started luge at eight years old. And (laughs) almost 30 years later, this is where I'm going to say goodbye to the sport. And I think that's a really rare thing to be able to do. In a press release, USA Luge CEO Jim Leahy said Mazda's commitment to the sport has been unwavering. And his success raised awareness about the sport across the country. The Ogdensburg International Airport will begin its renovation project next week. Catherine Wheeler reports it's part of the state's $230 million effort to revamp upstate airports. The airport's renovation plan includes expanding the lobby and baggage claim, adding more bathrooms, and upgrading security and Wi-Fi. Ogdensburg Bridge and Port Authority Executive Director Steve Lawrence says the goals for the updates are twofold. One is providing better service for air travelers but it's a small airport, so for most of the day, it's empty. So Lawrence says they've come up with a new idea on how to use the space. It reimagines a small airport terminal as a bright, welcoming uh, facility that can serve both the uh, airport and the larger uh, regional community. Lawrence says the design revolves around an enhanced airport terminal, what he calls the Great Room. When it's time for flights, it's a regular airport terminal with a ticket desk, security, baggage claim, the works. And then there's space for gatherings. The public side of that is when the airport's not in use, we could do things such as weddings or seminars or conference and totally um, separate and partition off the great room from the airport operations. So you could still take in flights, but yet you could have something going on in the great room that would serve a public need. Lawrence says the project is estimated to cost more than $21 million. It's received $18 million in state funding, along with some FAA improvement money. Lawrence says the first phase of construction starts next week. They'll be moving some things around and reconfiguring utilities. That should be complete by spring, and they'll move on to a second construction phase in the early summer. He says the construction shouldn't affect travelers right now. Catherine Wheeler, North Country Public Radio.
Language is key to communication. For people without the ability to speak, read, or write, a lot of doors are closed. Opening those doors is the goal of literacy groups like Literacy Volunteers of Clinton, Franklin, and Essex counties. It's based in Plattsburgh and teaches reading and language skills to adult learners. As Amy Feirazel reports, many of the organization's learners are recent immigrants to the United States. On a dark and wet Tuesday night in November, about a dozen people file into a basement classroom in Hawkins Hall on the SUNY Plattsburgh campus. We're going to start with our vocabulary words today. And we're doing one of the lessons that is a little bit harder. That's Helen Mitchell. She's teaching an intermediate English class here tonight for English as a second language learners. All the vocabulary has to do with tonight's topic, burnout. The next word is prioritize. Yes, exactly. Mitchell has been teaching for literacy volunteers for the last six months. Her students are from all over. Mexico, Haiti, China, West Africa. Okay, uh, my name is Judith Blanco. I'm from Venezuela. Blanco is 58. She arrived in Plattsburgh two years ago. She's been taking classes through literacy volunteers ever since. She says she spoke almost no English when she arrived. A little, a little. But now uh, I improve my English. So it's very well, but... I understand more people when they're talking with me. Blanco was a lawyer in Venezuela. She came to the U.S. through political asylum and works as a housekeeper at a hotel in Plattsburgh. She says English is her path to higher-paying work and a better life. This is why most people are here, including 54-year-old Carlos Guevara. He grew up in Mexico, where he was a mechanical engineer. He moved to Plattsburgh just weeks ago because he got a job at local manufacturer Moldwright. My friends told me they, they took an English class here. I want to more about the American culture, and I, I of course, I, I want to get another job, of course. He'd like to become a manager at Moldwright. Guevara and Blanco are just two of around 150 learners that Literacy Volunteers serves across three counties, Clinton, Franklin, and Essex. They tutor adults who want to improve their literacy, like folks looking to pass their GED test or recent immigrants to the region. 74-year-old Jocelyn Erkenbeck is program manager at Literacy Volunteers. She says in addition to teaching language skills, for many of their ESL learners, they're a safe place in a literally foreign country. We end up being uh, mom, auntie, grandma. Erkenbeck is Canadian and says that her own immigrant status helps her connect with their many ESL learners. They're frightened when they come to us. A lot of them are professionals in their native country. And so we, our goal is to teach them English so that eventually they can take up the mantle. This organization has grown enormously over the last few years. In 2020, two groups merged to become literacy volunteers for Clinton, Franklin, and Essex counties. They recruited more tutors and built stronger relationships with other support organizations like the Office of New Americans, CV Tech, St. Joe's Outreach Center. They often work as de facto caseworkers. They help people apply for their driver's license, find lawyers. Because many times some of the learners come to us when they are at their lowest. That's Karen Despitaboos, Literacy Volunteers Executive Director. She says literacy isn't just about books. It's about unlocking potential. Families become 
economic drivers and to be fulfilled and, and, and improve their well-being and, and their situation. She says their number of learners has grown a lot in the last few years, from 15 in 2019 to 150 in 2023. There's so many in need right now that we actually have a waiting list for some of our ESL learners. Sometimes their work comes full circle. While I was in the office, 36-year-old Julio Rodriguez walked through the door. He came in to volunteer as a peer tutor. He used to be a student. Rodriguez is from Cuba, came to the U.S. in 2015, and ended up here because he had family in Shazi. I kind of fell in love with the area because we have another state just across the lake. We have another country, like 45 minutes away, so. He took classes through literacy volunteers for about a year and a half. When I got here, I was with zero English at all. Rodriguez says the classes gave him a solid base. And then I, you know, I get into the real world and start, you know, learning out of the our literacy volunteers' uh, walls and start working. His first job was as a packer at the Pactive factory. Then he became a machine operator, and then he was promoted to supervisor. I mean, I start from the bottom and work all my all the way up, and then I move on to a government job. Rodriguez now works as a TSA agent at the Plattsburgh airport. He lives in Peru. He's made a life for himself here. This is what literacy volunteers wants for all of their learners. Rodriguez says he still has a ways to go. As you can see, my English is still a little bit rough, but (laughs) he, he, he helped me a lot. And now he wants to help others. Literacy Volunteers is actively looking for tutors in Clinton, Franklin, and Essex counties. Amy Feierisel, North Country Public Radio in Plattsburgh. We have more news all the time on our website, ncpr.org. Music today by the Wickmore Jazz Trio of Plattsburgh and Mark Corey of Watertown. I'm David Summerstein, North Country Public Radio.